Now to a very innovative international collaboration that's brought together a Swedish electric motorcycle company and wildlife conservationists in southern Africa to tackle the problem of poaching. E-bikes are proving to be more successful than traditional motorbikes in countering wildlife poaching in southern Africa. They're silent, so they're far more stealthy, and they can also be charged using a portable solar-powered charger. Park rangers from the Southern African Wildlife College have teamed up with the Swedish electric motorcycle company Cake to use the Calc AP, a special solar-powered anti-poaching customization of Cake's electric motorbike. And the founder and CEO of Cake is Stefan Itterborn, and I'm very pleased to say he joins us on Sunday Extra now. Welcome, Stefan. Thank you so much. Some might say, Stefan, that a collaboration between a Swedish electric motorbike maker and African anti-poachers is not exactly intuitive. Uh, How did it come about? Well, it's kind of a long story, actually. I have this friend of mine. He came along to my country house and we rode the cake bikes. And uh, after the ride, he was super thrilled and told me that he was into conservation and all that and described the whole scenario with motorbikes being used for anti-poaching. And imagine being able to chase down these guys, you know, silently would make so much more sense. And the next aspect in terms of conservation and sustainability is the fact that they need to fly in gasoline with helicopters or truck them in with, with, with trucks. And that's, you know, different to uh, what the situation is right now with this, these mobile solar power stations being able to charge these guys just from the sun in the middle of nowhere. So the combination is is, is amazing. And when he told me this whole story, I was like, We need to make this happen. It was just, you know, the perfect case. Yeah, but there's a long way to go from that sort of light bulb moment, a solar-powered light bulb, where you go, yeah, this could actually work, to to pulling it all together. How did you uh, establish the partnership with the South African Wildlife College? And could you sort of give us an insight into the development of the CULCAP? Yeah, so basically, you know, we figured that to be able to actually meet the demands of Africa when it comes to heat and mud and dust and whatnot, together with the challenge of actually solar powering these guys uh, in a way that would work for the the, uh, rangers and, uh, you know, someone being able to train these guys in the field. My friend again, Andreas, had these connections and it was evident we needed somewhere, someone neutral to be able to train these guys, to give us the feedback. We get weekly input from these guys. And as of now, we've got nearly 20 bikes in Africa out, you know, doing their thing. We've had issues with, with you know, different things in, in terms of charging, in terms of things clogging and so forth. So I'd say that it's going to be another two years until the whole, you know, infrastructure is perfect. But the Southern African Wildlife College is the perfect partner for us to be able to run this as an ongoing project and, and for us to actually get to completion within a couple of years from now. So as you said, there's now 20 Calc APs that are doing their thing in Southern Africa. What sort of feedback are you getting from the users? And do you really have a sense that this is a product which could be scaled up significantly in Africa and potentially beyond? I'd say that this is not a business case, really. I mean, uh, there might be opportunities with other national parks around the world in Africa and elsewhere where this makes sense because it does make sense. But on our side, it's a way of actually learning from the kind of, you know, the toughest kind of environments that you can think of, because it's our obligation in terms of what we do as a core business, which is basically developing uh, electric uh, transportation vessels uh, with the ambition of actually supporting sustainability. And that's done through extending life cycles to fight the, you know, the pace of consumption 
which is potentially the biggest threat when it comes to the environment as a whole. So in that sense, by being able to use these bikes in environments like Africa, there's so much learnings that we can do that, that, that later be implemented in all our products. So again, it's like a, a, a physical real life lab doing good while we're learning a lot to be able to, to increase our own level, uh, level of relevancy for the good of, of you know, a larger perspective. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Stefan Itterborn, founder and CEO of Cake, which makes electric motorcycles and is now deploying them in Africa to assist with anti-poaching efforts. Now, Stefan, you've scoped out what what a huge development process this is and that it's really an ongoing process, so it's okay if it hasn't happened yet. But do you know if the bikes have actually been able to be deployed to actually catch poachers in the act in a way that old-fashioned motorbike might not have been able to so far? Uh, absolutely. I mean, by not, you know, scaring off the poachers, uh, you know, long before the guys actually arrived due to the, the noise of the combustion engine motorbike. So in that sense, it's been very successful. And also just, you know, patrolling because these guys being out and the poachers being aware that these silent guys are out there is definitely something that we have described from the anti-poachers on the website. So it does work, and uh, I think that the the ambition from from all parties is actually to increase the number of units to further increase the level of efficiency down there Mm. in terms of uh, chasing these guys down. So, Stefan, you've mentioned uh, the silence, and you also mentioned the fact that they're they're solar-powered and what efficiency that brings compared to the use of fuel. What other benefits does the solar-powered aspect bring in terms of the places that the anti-poachers can go and the duration of their um, outings? Well, it's it's like every bike has a uh, two-battery solution, which, you know, would support your ability to move around for, like, five hours while the other battery is being charged. So in that sense, it's a system where, where they can actually do, uh, you know, 10 hours per day in terms of patrolling. And that's more than enough. It's basically more than what they've always done before. But a solar panel is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a stiff piece like anything you'd see on any house. It's, uh, you know, a meter by two meters pretty much. And uh, you need two of those to charge a single battery. So. It sounds a bit more mobile than it actually is. So these stations, they are on wheels and they're being moved around from one station to the other. But it's not that, you know, that you'd have a sheet of solar power cells, you know, that you, you'd tuck in your, your backpack and then just unfold it and then charge. So still the charging solar panel is something that needs to be, you know, moved around by uh, truck-like something. Stefan, when did the first Calca AP get deployed and what sort of numbers do you envisage yourself doing in the next couple of years on on the poaching project oh you know that the the, the first two were delivered uh back in 2021 and then the others have arrived you know during this year and again it's not a business case you know with these bikes being sold there's a certain percentage being reinvested to the uh southern african wildlife college and uh, that return is being, you know, transitioned into to motorbikes. And uh, I'd say that with the current pace of, of, of sales, I'd say that we'd be able to provide another 10 bikes per year. But in general, you know, we're opening a number of new doors again with you know, other national parks and with other continents and so forth. So I'd say that it, it's truly a splendid vehicle for surveillance and for patrolling. And in this case, for anti-poaching. So 
who knows? It might be, you know, thousands of bikes being sold, but we'll see. Yeah, well, indeed. And I've read that you have been approached by national parks uh, from Canada to Australia to, to Pakistan. Is that is that right that you've had interest from Australia as well, Stefan? Yeah, yeah. I think that we've had numerous uh, contacts from Australia and uh, anything that has to do with, you know, out backcountry patrolling, whether it be a national park or forestry or whatever it might be. And uh, just from a general perspective, being able to silently uh, getting out there without polluting makes sense from a backcountry perspective in conjunction with the aspect of, of sustainability. So I think it, it does make a lot of sense for these types of, of electric vehicles in the bush. And what sort of insights has this anti-poaching collaboration yielded as a sort of hardcore use case for the main product that you sell, the e-bike in the non-poaching model? A lot of things. I mean, when it comes to simple stuff, when it comes to sealing, for instance, keeping dust out of, you know, anything from suspension to drivetrain associated aspects or, you know, battery casing and so forth. Mm. That has been a true learning process on our side where everything we do learn from us is stuff that is, you know, being implemented. And also right now we have a uh, woman, Cindy uh, Gottwald, who's actually riding from Spain all the way to South Africa on one of these AP bikes. And um, she's come pretty much halfway now. So it's a number of projects initiated in the, the harshest environments that we can think of. We also have bikes being used for maintenance and service uh, reasons in the you know, north of the polar circle, where it's super cold to understand those aspects. So again, this is very much about confronting our product to the harshest of, of environments and learning from that. And that is, again, something that gives us a lot of learnings and initiatives that, that at times are valid to implement and at other times not. So all in all, this is just for us to, to be able to, to accelerate our, our level of relevancy when it comes to uh, electric two-wheelers for transportation. And if you're looking for hardcore environments to test in, it sounds like maybe there will be a cake bike coming to Australia sometime soon. We'll definitely keep a lookout for that, Stefan, because we won't be able to hear it coming, so we'll have to look. Yeah, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on Sunday Extra. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's Stefan Itterborn, founder and CEO of Cake. And you can find out more about this project at electricbushbikes.com, which we'll also link to on the Sunday Extra page. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.